Mora conducts physician-led support groups, helping people live healthier, happier lives, free from chronic diseases like diabetes, hypertension, and obesity. And on our podcast, Health and Mora with Dr. Lori Marbus, we bring to you nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests to empower and inspire you with their knowledge and stories of plant-based lifestyle so that you can be your healthiest self. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marvis, and I have a good friend here with me, Jason Cohen. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. Thank you very much. And yourself? Excellent. I'm very good. And uh, Jason and I go a long time back. He's got a wonderful story of significant weight loss. And but you're down in Louisiana, so it's even more of an interesting place because it's this is not necessarily healthy lifestyle living support <laughs> you get but Jason let's go back to when you were younger like tell us a little bit about Jason growing up and when things got more difficult and how you started transitioning to a healthy lifestyle and what happened exactly yeah well thanks for the opportunity and for asking um I am from South Louisiana great place to grow up and the people are fantastic health outcomes um, are not necessarily fantastic. And so, um, you know, I was, I was a string bean when I was a really young kid. And then as I uh, went through middle school, high school, um, and then very specifically college, I just continued to put on weight, which is to be honest, kind of the natural progression of a South Louisiana, a South Louisianian, um, male or female in a lot of ways. Um, so the things that I saw happening in my body and changing were not unlike all of my surroundings. And, um, you know, you, um, there's, you know, confirmation bias and everything around you supports the fact that, you know, as you get older, you get bigger and you get on more meds and, um, it's just a, a, a matter of fact, it's the cards I was dealt. It's the, my lot in life, so to speak. And, um, you know, by the time I was, um, I was in my late twenties, um, you know, kind of a series of events happened. And then also I found myself looking down at the scale at, uh, at 297 pounds. Um, and so, um, you know, I had, I had steadily gained weight, steadily gained weight. Uh, I think when I graduated high school, um, I was probably somewhere in the 230 ish range or so. And then I got up, you know, my highest known weight was, was 300. I'm sure, or 297 rather. Um, I didn't weigh myself very often, really at all, um, other than doctor's visits. And um, so I'm sure at some point I was over 300 pounds, just don't know it for sure. Mm -hmm. Wow. So how did that affect your life? I mean, the sense of what you were doing, was there any health issues that you were dealing with? Um, You know, I was fortunate in that um, I was young. I had a um, you know, parts of my job were, were active. Um, I was not dealing with some of the physical effects of being overweight. Um, I, I think I, and I think I know that I knew that was coming and that was kind of some of the motivation for me making, um, a change and, and, and questioning things because I saw my peers, some of which were, you know, looked like I did and some who didn't weren't as big as I was who were having you know those things that you think about as far as heart disease um, high blood pressure Um, I had one friend who had had a bunch of surgeries because you know he had just kind of abused his body and he was Mm -hmm. just a little bit older than me was uh, you know similar in size to me as well and I had a friend of mine who was uh, the first in my peer group to pass away. And he was, I think at the time he was 17 years older than me, but we were colleagues um, and, you know, for, it, it felt very much so like he was a, a peer um, and, you know, seeing somebody, you know, die of a heart attack, he was much less overweight than I was at the time. He looked way better than I did. You know, to see somebody that young pass away and be gone in an instant was a real wake up call. Um, And so I I had not dealt with a lot of of those issues. Um, You know, some of those, you know, heart disease doesn't necessarily run rampant in my family, thankfully. Um, So I hadn't been forced to personally um, look some of those things in the face, but I knew it was coming. It was, it was inevitable. You couldn't be as big as I was um, and not think that, 
you're going to have some problems. Hmm. And tell me a little bit, because the really important thing to go, I want to get to is your, your activities, your physical activities, which we'll dive into in a second. That's a whole nother sure. level of where Jason goes. Um, what was your, you know, activity level athleticism as you were younger and then into this stage? Cause I know that changes, um, with time. Yeah, I, um, I was pretty active, played team sports until I was about 13. Um, and, uh, around then I started playing music. And so my, my interests transitioned to musical instruments and, and not necessarily being focused on, um, on playing sports and, um, I really, you know, as I got bigger and bigger and bigger, I became less and less and less active. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't think of myself as someone who, um, which is funny when you juxtapose that compared to what life looks like now, but, you know, I just, did, I wasn't somebody who enjoyed, you know, going on runs or walks or bike rides mm-hmm. or any of the things that kind of make up, uh, you know, the things that, that we enjoy now. Um, but, you know, still, um, which there may be some, some ironicness in there, but, you know, the, still to this day, I struggle with the term athlete. Um, and, uh, <laughs> because, see why I'm laughing you know, here in a minute, everyone. <laughs> because for so long, it was, oh, it was the, it was the complete opposite of, of anything that I could imagine or mm. what I would consider myself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, um, it, it, it was, it was the last thing, you know, I, my wife and I got married. Um, we started dating when we were 17. Um, we were married, I think we were 21 or 22. And so um, we were very focused on, you know, um, getting married, working. We were both in school when we got married and um, I was growing a business. She was a teacher. And so, you know, really for my early 20s and, and pretty much up until that, that point, whenever I stepped on the scale when I was 27 and my friend passed away, um, I was very focused on, you know, being busy as a, as a business owner, um, you know, my wife and myself, um, some travel during the summers, um, and, and that was pretty much it. So activity didn't, you know, other than when we would maybe go to a new place and, um, you know, do some sightseeing, um, physical activity did not play a part in my life whatsoever. Mm. So can we get to the bicycle? that was given to you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, when I was 27, you know, it was kind of the perfect storm of things. Um, and I had my friend, unfortunately, pass away right around that time. Um, I had another friend who, um, you know, and I was, you know, there was a perfect storm happening of, you know, my myself, I was becoming ready. Uh, now I know in, in hindsight, I was becoming ready to actually finally, you know, confront my, my weight and my inactivity. Um, I had a friend who decided he wanted to challenge me to a weight loss competition, and I made sure to find the most competitive person I knew, and it was a six-month-long uh, weight loss competition rather than, you know, your traditional maybe month, two months, so I knew that a lot of ground could be lost or gained during those uh, those six months, um, and then at the same time, one of my, my best friends um, was moving away. He had worked for me for several years. And he decided that he was going to get me a, a, a bicycle as a parting gift. And, you know, my first thought, I always say, which he hates when I say this, but, you know, what, what are you thinking giving a 300 pound man a bicycle? Um, and at that, it was a, it was a fixed gear with super tiny tires. So, you know, <laughs> and it's like, I look like I had a twig between my legs. Um, and you're a tall guy, like, right? You're like yeah, six two or six, six you're six, six two. one. Yeah. Six one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know I mean I was deaf I hadn't ridden a bicycle since I was a kid and um I mean I was really appreciative for the gesture but I was also very fearful for my life we also live in a town and in a part of the country that's not super used to having bicycles on the road um that's not super friendly to cyclists and so um you know, I, I did not think that it was going to have any effect on my life. And boy, was I wrong. Um, mm. And the bicycle started to teach me what um, was possible uh, or what I was capable of physically, as far as using my own body to move from point A to point B. Uh, and, you know, starting out, that was taking the bicycle and riding around a, 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 a quiet neighborhood or maybe around a park. 
Um, and then, you know, I'm a, I'm a photographer and videographer as a job, as my business. And so I'm a very visual person. And the bicycle gave me a new way to see uh, my surroundings that I just, mm. you know, had not seen. And I, I mean, I grew up in the city that I live in and it gave me an opportunity to see that city uh, and even people in a way that I'd never seen before. And, mm. um, you know, I fell in love with the bike um, and kind of took that, um, I guess you could say I'm a person of extremes. So, you know, that, that went from, yeah. you know, riding, riding casually around town to, you know, doing longer group rides and then to going on several hundred mile bicycle tours um, and really kind of opened my eyes. And I really, you know, um, I've, I've done more things. I've, you know, the bike doesn't play as big of a part of my life as it once did, but I really do kind of credit the, the bike and, and that gesture and that gift to, to in a way, saving my life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, of course you could say maybe one day it would, you know, something else would have clicked, something else would have changed, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I wouldn't want to leave its chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I still, I still love cycling. Um, we live in one of the few places in maybe all of the world, definitely North America, where we can leave our front door, take a right-hand turn. And in about two miles, there are alligators. And my three-year-old absolutely loves that. So, you know, if the weather's nice, we, we load up my three-year-old, uh, my wife and I, and we go ride two miles down our road. Uh, which we live in a very pleasant, nice neighborhood. We don't live in a swamp. And um, on the campus, just a couple miles down, there are alligators and turtles. And, you know, I, I've, uh, I'm now at a point where I have a kid and I can see how, you know, him having a, an opportunity to experience a bicycle, um, mm-hmm. the joy that it brings to him. And, you know, all those things would have never happened or potentially would have happened in a very different kind of setting mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have been given that bicycle. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's still, my, it's still in, in some ways my first love and it's uh, still something I'm passionate about. And I love seeing people, um, you know, being exposed to it. Cause it's such, it's such a beautiful way. If you're, if you're not physically active, you know, running and, and certainly running at any distance can, can be intimidating, you know, whenever you're big, um, you know, walking is obviously great, but a bicycle is a great way to be able to spend a large amount of time get some physical activity and also be unbelievably pleasurable simultaneously mm-hmm. and wear a helmet please wear a helmet. <laughs> thank you that is a very good PSA <laughs> yeah. I had a, oh, I had a pretty goodness. bad I had a I had a pretty nasty fall and fell on my head and broke my arm and fortunately oh, I, was wearing, right. I was wearing a helmet yeah and mm-hmm. your scar yeah. we talked about your okay, scar nice. right? oh you can't see it on this side yeah, it's 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 about four inches long so that would have been right across the the head if it wouldn't if I wouldn't have the helmet on wow yeah you know we, mm, yeah so yes absolutely please everyone wear your helmet and even in places that biking is well established and known like when I was in Florida not uncommon to hear about people being ran over and maybe it's a certain population I don't know yeah well um no reason to it is Florida, Florida, but no, Florida. I, uh, <laughs> no I mean, I, and I've seen, you know, there's, there is a, not, we're getting off topic, but I've seen people de- debate, I've had people debate me, but, you know, I was on a ride with a, a very experienced group of riders. One guy happened to hit a really bad, um, you know, just a rock right in the right spot. He fell down immediately, mm-hmm. concussed his mm-hmm. helmet, just about split in two. I mean, he, he, wow. he was on my, he was on my wheel actually hit my wheel as he was falling didn't wow. affect me one or two people behind him fell but I mean he his I've never seen a helmet that badly broken and mm. you know the reality is if he wouldn't have had a helmet on it would have been a grave situation so yeah, yeah. absolutely sorry so, not to make it so depressing no but people wear your helmet it's just a, yeah. I could tell you a story there's reasons honestly I'm more fearful of riding bikes just because of patients I've dealt with. So I'm, I'm yeah. honest. And plus it just hurts my butt. I'm just not a low pain tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, even the granny seats, that's a whole other story. But you know, yeah. Emily, my daughter, she likes, she got the pellets on like the bike. Mm-hmm. She loves mm-hmm. it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, cool. Very cool. It's a great way. To, um, it's a great way. It's a great entry into uh, entryway into activity for somebody who's you know, unsure, you know, something like a Peloton or a spin bike you can do in the privacy of your own home, even as you're, as you're kind of building up your, 
um, the very low level of stamina that you need to ride a bike outside. But you know, yeah, if you're starting absolutely. absolutely zero, it's a, it's a great way yeah. to start. Absolutely. So then we get to, so you're biking, you're doing this six month challenge. Did you win the challenge? I lost 40 pounds in six months. Of course, there was a ton of smack talk. I mean, there was, um, at the beginning, I think I, I guzzled a half a gallon of water to try and add as much weight as possible uh, to the scale. Um, and then I, um, we went six months, I lost 40 pounds. He gained, I think three. So yeah, it was like the classic tortoise in the hair, you know, like it could not have been more movie perfect. So I did win um, and he graciously paid up. Um, no, very good. Well, so, that a deal's a deal, man. But yeah. to juxtapose, so you have the physical activity which came first. So let's talk about a plant-based diet. How did that get yeah. on your radar and how did that happen? Well, that was kind of part, you know, um, as, as a kid, I was a really picky eater um, and, and a picky eater as a kid, at least for me, developed into a very narrow diet as an adult. And so, you know, for example, if we'd have Thanksgiving dinner, I was eating cheese, bread and dessert. And that's it. Um, I didn't eat anything green. I really didn't eat vegetables. I mean, I would eat corn. I would eat french fries. Um, I would eat iceberg lettuce with Thousand Island dressing, um, but I did not eat vegetables and very little fruit and not in any um, quantity. And no beans. You had bean issues. <laughs> no. I mean, that's like, that is. That's a, that's a long standing discussion between us. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, and, um, and so I had been, you know, uh, my diet had been, you know, as uh, I've said before, largely beige. It just is, you know, one color. Um, ton of processed foods. Um, and um, whenever I started the competition, I realized that um, I could not continue to eat the same way and, ex and expect different results. That I, if I wanted new results, I'd have a new game plan. And so I became open to anything. And I would, I mean, I, I would talk to people in the supermarket if they were looking at something that had the word diet on it and say, I'm doing this weight loss challenge. I'm trying to win. And, you know, I mean, I did that. And I was just looking for any edge to win this competition as, as that I could. And so I would, you know, previously I would always say, I don't like this food. And then I, I kind of developed a sense of, I can try anything once and then decide I still don't like it, but if I don't try it, then I might lose the competition. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, like I, if I want to, if I want to, if I want to lose weight, I got to, I have to implement a, a, a new strategy. And so I would, um, you know, just try, you name it. Um, I mean, you know, hummus. I don't like hummus. Okay, we'll try hummus once. Okay, well, maybe I like hummus. You know, edamame. I don't like edamame. Oh, maybe try edamame once. Um, you know, spinach. Maybe try spinach. You know, apple. All those things. So I kind of went almost like individual food by individual food and then grew to a place to where I did have kind of have an increased, um, you know, range of things that I liked. And I would... You know, also, you know, I do like uh, protein shakes. I would do, you know, only eating chicken and rice or, you know, chicken and broccoli or, you know, whatever. I would do anything for one, two, three, four weeks to lose five or 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. And with that same sense of openness, I decided at some point during the, the, the contest that I was going to, I was going to try vegetarian. Um, and I, I did have an element to me that, you know, I, I didn't grow up a hunter. A lot of people do here. And I had never really killed an animal. And I realized that if I was going to eat meat, that I needed to feel comfortable with, with actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And that if I didn't feel comfortable doing it, that for me personally, it wasn't the right decision. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up... Um, you know, kind of with that in the back of my mind, just uh, I had a moral dilemma, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. And then I said, well, let me just see what happens if I do vegetarian. And then I lost, some, I lost more weight. And that was, you know, was the whole point. And so I lost a little bit more weight. Um, and then I decided, what if I just cut out, you know, cheese and ice cream and dairy? I mean, it's, you know, it's the classic story of dairy, of course, is, is the last, whether it's, you know, cheese or ice, ice cream, cheese and ice cream are my two. And, um, 
And so I cut them out and simultaneously, it was kind of whenever I was at the height of riding long distance. And I started noticing that I would have these large volume weeks of riding and my recovery time was decreasing simultaneously. And I thought, man, there's something to this. Like I, like I, had, I had a really hard ride yesterday and usually that will have me wiped out the day after, a lot of soreness, all those kinds of things. And that was all gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, I was kind of, because of this entire journey for the first time, paying attention to my body in a way that I hadn't before. It wasn't just like, oh, what does it look like? It was, how do I feel? You know, now I was starting to become more athletic and more active. And so, uh, you know, it was like, oh, I, like recovery is even a conversation, you know, things like that. And so, um, to be honest, the, you know, the, the vegetarian and then, and then, and then plant-based was large in part kind of an accident, an experiment, and just a, just a, a desperate cry to lose any weight. And I think I lost, um, I, I probably lost, the numbers get a little loose in there, but you know, I lost a lot of, I lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's say it was the 40 pounds or 35 pounds or however that timing kind of ended up within there. Um, I lost most of that uh, just by trying new things and, and being open. Um, and then, you know, my, my last, you know, 70, 80, 90, whatever the number is pounds were all since I've gone plant-based and it's, and it's mm-hmm. been a, you know, I, 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 uh, I have, you know, I have empathy for animals. I have, um, empathy for some of the other, you know, causes, but, you know, when, at the end of it, at a very practical level, at least for me, it's been an incredible way to keep off the weight, you know, because that mm-hmm. is one thing that is maybe a little different for me than, other people I know who have lost significant amounts of weight is I did not have the typical yo-yo experience that many people have where they lose, you know, people say they lose the same hundred pounds and gain it, you know, however many times I basically have had a downward trajectory and, and that hasn't, that hasn't changed for me and doing by eating a plant-based diet, by eating foods that are naturally, you know, have lower calories or more, you know, filling, it has provided me with a fantastic way to maintain my weight over a, over a you know a pretty long a pretty long time I'm 38 now so it's been 11 years um, and you know I've, I've um, you know every once in a while I, I might catch myself slipping a little bit and eating things a little too late in the day or maybe work is too crazy and so I'm having to eat out of town and eat out and things like that and, you know I, I may gain a couple you know when I say a couple pounds. Actually, I don't weigh myself, so I don't really know what that even amounts to. But you know, you just notice you feel a little sluggish, and it's um, it, it, it's it's a very small window that I that I tend to keep in. Mm. Yes, and so you've lost a total is around 120 pounds ish or more. I think at my lowest, I was um, like I said, I don't weigh myself, so I don't know what I weigh now. Um, at my lowest, I would think I was like 170 or 172. So technically that would be 125, 127 that I know wow. of. Um, but I probably sit um, probably closer in the in the high 170s. Like that was like on a starvation, like how low can I get, you know, um, unhealthy uh, voyage or, you know, experiment. Um but yeah, I probably sit somewhere in the high one, you know, mid to high 170s most of the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I know for some people, the, the scale is a great, um, you know, way to kind of correct behavior potentially or, or to mm-hmm. keep yourself. It's like a great, it's like bumpers for some folks. Mm-hmm. And for other people, it's just not good. Um, and for me, it's, um, you know, I can, I can tell whenever I'm, I'm, I'm where I want to be, where I should be. And I can tell when I'm, when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, I, I don't rely on it as much as maybe it, you know, other people either need to or do. Mm. Okay. So now, so Jen is his wife and Louis is one of my favorite little people in the world, if not my favorite. Um, and uh, he calls me Lala gal. He calls me Lala. I love him so much. Anyway, so Louis and I, I like are that you just buddy. said, I like you just said y'all. Like you hear that, yeah. you hear that Southern comes I out. Grew up, I grew up in New Mexico <laughs> next to Texas. So there's a lot of y'all in there. I, I always tell people there's the hidden hiding redneck inside of me. Um, but yeah, no. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so Louis and Jen are 
delightful parts of my life as well. So thank you for, you know, marrying Jen and having Louis. I really appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Glad to be at, at, at the service. I just want to put an order in for another Louis or something, but anyway, um, but you know, it's been such a joy, you know, having you guys as family friends and seeing each other and which gets us into the next chapter, the races of yeah. extraordinary amounts of distance, which, um, yeah. So hundred mile race is what we're talking about, guys. And it's not just, oh, I'm running a flat hundred milers. Like, oh no, let's go to Leadville, Colorado, the highest little town in the country. No kidding. So let's walk into how did the running phase start? And then when did the whole like, oh, I'm just gonna go run hundred miles in the mountains of Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, <laughs> as I more than before, once I too. Always, I, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, um, it, you know, I, I mentioned before, but I, I would always do anything necessary to lose a, a little bit of weight. Um, and, and, and so cycling, although I love it, you know, it, depending on how you do it and especially around here, it's quite a time commitment. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you have to, you have to get all the gear out you have to get your bike out. I mean, for, for us here, you really have to have to drive to ride um, or it, it, it works out better potentially to get to more open spaces where you don't deal with as many cars. Um, and so you're talking about, you know, potentially one to four or five hour commitments. Um, and I was also interested in continuing to see what was, you know, one of the things that I, that was a re revelation for me was I had never tried to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. I had never seen what the potential was there. And one of the, the things that was um, most, I guess you could say empowering and self-empowering for me was the fact that every time I lost weight, I was proving myself that I could do something that I previously thought I couldn't do. Mm -hmm. and, it, and that compounds over time. Mm -hmm. And it, it developed this certain, um, this certain, you know, spirit of, well, let's see what else is out there, which obviously, um, you know, can be a, a dangerous place to go if you just keep going and you keep running further and further. But um, it, it it gave me this sense of, oh, I never thought I could be a cyclist. I never thought I could, I could, I could, you know, use my body in that way. Maybe I, maybe I can be a runner. Maybe I can do this. And, um, you know, like everybody, like most people, it started out slow and, you know, started with a mile. It started with two miles and, Fortunately, by the time I really kind of started running, I already had an aerobic base from the cycling. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started realizing like, oh, this is a different way to see the world at an even different pace. Mm -hmm. And, you know, instead of relying on, on gears and a bicycle, I'm actually relying on my own body completely, which also is just, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's something to be extremely thankful for. You know, not everybody mm -hmm. has that opportunity to, to, to have full use and function over their body in a way that allows them to, to move a block or much less a mile mm -hmm. or more. And um, I started running. Um, <laughs> my, first, um, my first race, we just so happened to be on a, a trip with my wife. It was just she and I, and uh, we were passing through the town of Leadville, Colorado. And uh, we were walking into a business, the guy holding the door open for me like a like a true southern gentleman happened to have a shirt on from a louisiana running store and i struck up a conversation with him and um he said are you in town for the race and I, my, my ears perked up and jen was like no we are not and uh <laughs> we literally just happened to be passing through it was on a thursday um and at the time the furthest i had run was eight miles and it was the uh, Leadville heavy half marathon which is 15 and a half and marathon weekend and um that was on a Thursday and I ran the race on Saturday morning um and uh I literally never run a race before I mean I didn't I had to go buy a water bottle I didn't know what to eat um wait wait so it, we I, have to back up just a second because I don't think people appreciate the Leadville heavy half. Okay, first of all, you guys, we're at 10,000 feet and you're coming from sea level. 
<laughs> to Leadville, Colorado. So tell us the elevation gain. And it's like, this is your first race. Never ran a race yeah. before you go yeah. to Leadville. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about, I mean, people you yeah, just think, can't appreciate this until you see it. <laughs> I think the, um, I think it, uh, I think for the heavy half, it's, um, you start at 10, two in the city and then, uh, 10,200 feet. And then you end up at 13,200 feet or 13,600 feet at Mesquita Pass. Um, and, uh, yeah, I actually, I called, you know, if you're familiar with running and you, um, you know, you start to read books or you, maybe you listen to podcasts, you read articles, Leadville comes up. It's, you know, there are a couple of towns in America that are known for running and or racing um, in the same way that, you know, uh, Hawaii is known for Ironman. Um, you know, Leadville mm -hmm. is, is a very storied town it, um, and uh, has a huge uh, racing history. Um, and so I was very familiar with the town I had no aspirations of really ever running a race um, and much less running there. Uh, but it honestly, it seemed too, too good to be true, you know, cause, cause what are the chances of, uh, I know that's probably a, a skewed way of looking at things. Cause some people would think like, I got to get the heck away from here. And you know, I'm, I'm like a moth to the flame. Like there's a fire. You, I have to run towards it. First of all. Okay. You guys, let me, this, let me show you experience as an observer in Jason's life who when we when we meet up, this is what we deal with. First of all, we go to Leadville, we go wherever. There's always someone with Louisiana something or someone that <laughs> Jason knows someone from somewhere. Like I've never been with, I'm serious, restaurants, lines, races. I don't care where we go. Jason meets someone and strikes up a conversation. So that just always happens too. If you ever go hiking with Jason, he's carrying this kid on his back. He's got long legs. So Pat and I, like, first of all, we're older. <laughs> we do at least live slightly, in Asia. It helps slightly. us a little bit. Slightly, whatever, slightly. dude. 60s my next decade. <laughs> um, so the, the when we go up into the mountains, it's like, you know, Pat and I are like, we're going to keep up with that, Jason. I'm like, thank God he's got this the little one on his back. <laughs> but anyway, so... I just want to set that that this is your personality and the universe lines up leasing. Mm. So it just doesn't surprise me that someone had opened a door and I could just see Jen's face going, no, no, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's, she, there's, <laughs> she was not thrilled. She was like, we are on family vacation and we are, you know, whatever. But to her credit, um, you know, we, 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 we got in the car and drove back to our campsite and she said, you know, you really want to do this, don't you? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I really want to do it. And, um, <laughs> I called a, you know, a mutual friend of ours, Josh Lajani, and, um, mm. we, you know, I think, it, I think, I feel like at the time I had been texting and said, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm passing through Leadville and, um, and then, uh, sure enough, he got on a plane the next morning. And we ran the race together. Um, awesome. And you know, Leadville, Leadville has become, you know, uh, for whatever reason, and it could have been any town, it could have been, you know, Boise, Idaho. Um, but, you know, there are just these things that have happened in Leadville that um, have kind of, like you said, lined up so that, you know, that our next year, and, and for a couple of years there, um, you know, so Josh and I ran it that year, the heavy half and the, um, together. And then the, the next year, we invited a bunch of friends who had all kind of been on similar journeys and lost a bunch of weight. And, um, and you know, we had this group of, I think the next year it was maybe 10 people or whatever. And I just kept inviting people. And, um, and then, you know, I think at our highest year, we probably had 20 or 30 people who were, who were pretty much all plant-based, had lost, you know, between 100 and 300 pounds who were out there running Leadville. Um, and, you know, when I was coming down the mountain and, and coming back into town um, um, at that first heavy half, I can remember looking at it and the way that the course is, is oriented for the, for the heavy half, you're coming, you're coming uh, up and you're going down and you're coming down uh, 6th Street and you're looking at the finish line uh, is here and there's you know red carpet and there's people on either sides and then directly above are some of the largest mountains in all of Colorado and you know I had this realization like I wasn't supposed to be here I was supposed to be 300 pounds I was supposed to be you know battling heart disease I was supposed to be 
in a place that, you know, I'm not athletic. I'm not these things. And I'm not a super emotional person, but I mean, I got really emotional coming down into the town and down the chute because I just realized, you know, by chance encounter, I was suddenly, you know, it, it was just, it was a, a huge milestone for me personally. And, you know, kind of, I guess you could say like a touchdown. So I continued, you know, the next year I came back, I ran the, the marathon, I think that next year, which is, you know, just a, a very hard mile per mile race. And at some point in there, you know, Leadville is known for Leadville 100. There's no two ways about it. Leadville is not known for the, for the heavy half or the marathon or, you know, I mean, there's, there, there are a whole series of events that happen there. And they're, they're like, you know, um, they have a great uh, series of events that are not related to the race that happen in the, in the, um, in the winter. And it's, it's a, it's a wonderful part of the world, part of Colorado that they have a lot of other things, but Leadville is known for the Leadville 100. And if you know Leadville, that's what you know. And there was something in me that thought, I am not supposed to be here. This is not who I am. I am a 300 pound overweight person, you know, who is destined to be obese for the rest of his life. And again, scratching that itch of, well, what else is out there? What else is possible? Um, and, you know, you can't help but wonder. You can't help but wonder, you know, could I, could I do more? Could I be more? Could I accomplish something? And, um, you know, I thought it was absolutely crazy. Um, but uh, I was very fortunate. 2018, I got in for the 100 and uh, <laughs> ran it and, uh, and finished. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't have the best finishing rate. Um, and um, was fortunate I was able to, you know, um, have, a, have, a, have a great race, even, you know, in the midst of a ton of, uh, you know, learning opportunities and failures. And, um, and ran it in 2018. And, um, I, you know, I, I crossed the finish line. Jen was actually pregnant with Louie at the time and, and thought to myself, you know, I had such an amazing race, I had such an amazing crew around me that, you know, if I, if I just go back and, and I never do anything like this again, and I just go back and help other people finish, that that would be um, worth it for me. Um, and um, 2019, I went out crude unfortunately the person who I, who I went out with didn't finish but I got a chance to to help somebody else and on the last um 25 miles or so with a person I met on the airplane on the way to Colorado um and I then rest my case <laughs> and then uh, and then I ended up uh I ended up you know my uh, my idea was in 2018 I, ran, I finished across the, you know I crossed the finish line with with Louie and Jen's belly mm. and you know for probably a multitude of reasons, I, I kind of had a desire to do it again. And I, my thought was, you know, I'm going to run it this time with him in my, and I'm going to cross the finish line with him in my arms. So uh, I ran, I ran it last year, 2022, 2021, and, uh, and finished again. And uh, it was a, uh, an amazing, wonderful experience. Lots of, lots of learning, uh, new learning experiences and failures. Um, and again, was, was fortunate enough to to cross the finish line in under 30 hours and um yeah it's been it's been quite the quite the journey for a non-athlete yeah, yeah. so we're, we're done speaking the word non-athlete um <laughs> <laughs> no and and in 20 was that 2020 we tried to do the unsupported mm -hmm. because of covid and then we had fires here so i was part of your <laughs> medical team that said Meh, we're done with the yeah. smoke but it was that was pretty intense but yeah that was unfortunate they had to cancel but last year that was cool i got to see you cross and have little louie and that was just yeah and jen that was awesome um so what are some of the learnings that you feel like you learned from running 100 mile races to life like what is some because there I feel like there's probably so much there yeah I mean I'm, I'm sure that you know for everybody there's a different I mean I'm you know maybe I'm, I'm projecting a little bit but you know for uh, for you maybe maybe you know medis, medical school or you know giving birth or raising kids you know there's the things that you do that you know when you look at them and you step back and you think you know this seems very big and ambitious and outside of my my capacity um that when you accomplish those things it affects your life daily you know they they uh 
one of the founders um, of the race series, you know, there's there's this um, gentleman, his name's um, King Clauber, who's, you know, well known in, in, in Leadville in Colorado, but also just, you know, people kind of know about him because he, he's got such a, a, a great personality and whatnot. But, you know, he says, you know, you cross that finish line, that finish line will change your life. And, you know, if you, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of his, a speech that he, he used to do, um, you know, you know, I commit, I won't quit. And, you know, it can't be overstated how something, doing something like that, like whether it is Leadville, whether it is medical school, having a child, you know, something that is so hard and so kind of big and seems so outside of what is currently possible. Um, you can't help but think about it every single day. Um, and it changes, you know, my, you know, when things get, when things get hard, you think, well, I've done harder things. Mm-hmm. Um, when things get frustrating, you know, you think I've, I've, I've done more than that, you know, whether that's, you know, big things and, you know, like life changing things, or it's just dealing with a frustrating, you know, individual situation on a day. Um, you just realize that, you know, there's a, you have, a, you have an ability to overcome. Um, and, you know, for me, it, it's given me, um, an increased confidence in myself that, you know, for example, you know, the, the, the narrative will tell you that it, that you can't lose weight, keep it off for the rest of your life. You know, that, that is a, that is a very common thing. And unfortunately I've seen a lot of people who have, I think, you know, believe that and have gone back and have gained the weight. Um, and when you have those thoughts, you think, you know, like I've done hard things before. I can, I can make it, I can make it through this. Um, and you know, it's, it's character building. It's, um, it teaches you physically what's possible, you know? Um, and, um, I, I also have to think that, you know, it was one of the reasons why I wanted to do the race again in 2021, because, you know, for me and for, for a lot of people doing something like that once would be enough. It, it takes a ton of time, it takes a ton of training. It takes a ton of, you know, you spend so much dedicated of your time, your money, your training, your life energy, as Jen would say, for 30 hours. And you ask all your friends to come out and to help you accomplish this goal. And so it's a, it's a lot of effort for a very condensed amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I knew that that small amount of time, you know, having a picture of that, me crossing the finish line with my kid, that that would give him something that he could look back on and, you know, think, hey, my dad, you know, used to look like this, and then he did this. And, and mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it shows something about, you know, hopefully hard work about how it can pay off. Um, we did another, we did another race, uh, kind of an interesting race um, or, or run in the Grand Canyon a couple of years ago with some friends. Jen, my wife, tells me I can do one stupid thing a year. So, um, <laughs> that was you know Leadville for both those years was my stupid thing and this year was the Grand Canyon and um I did it kind of one and a half times but on the way back from being done after the the second or the the second half of the the one and a half times we stopped in um on the way back at um at a I think a Whole Foods to to get a pizza and there was a family there mom and dad both hugely overweight, three or four kids, all hugely overweight, and they were splitting a box of uh, chocolate-covered ice cream bars. And I mean, I was, I was exhausted, probably smelled horrible. I mean, I, you know, like I was, I looked like, like I had been through the ringer. And I, you know, I saw this, and at the time we, Louis was, I think, one or one and a half. And um, Jen had given me support and driven out to the Grand Canyon and drove from the South Rim to the North Rim and then all the way back down to the South Rim with a, with a one-year-old. And um, she's the real hero of the story. Is the, is the, is the and moral. this is why you will stay married. Um, <laughs> you admitted but that. <laughs> we, were, we were sitting, you know, at eating and I, I had this realization that like, this is my family now. My family now is you know, a one-year-old that's going to see his dad do these things and we're going to go hiking tomorrow the day after and he's going to see a person who maybe from the outside looks like he was never big, um, you know, or at least as a passenger on the street. And and that was where I was headed. I was headed to the other table. I was headed to, to life as, you know, me being a lot 
more and more and more overweight, having issues. Whenever it's time to do something, we go and get an entire box of ice cream bars. And instead, you know, we're, uh, we have a different life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it's not just about the, the, the perception of, you know, being overweight, um, but it's, you know, it's a quality of life. It's a, the fact that I can go and, and, and do these things and, and really whatever I want. You know, I can go and hike. I can go on a bike ride with my kid. I couldn't do those things if I was, if I was that way and if I was where I was headed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think, you know, I'm going to be able to give my child a, a, an upbringing that will be something that, you know, we'll have adventures and he'll, he'll have really, you know, fond memories. And I don't think I would have been able to give him that if I would have, if I was stuck on that same path. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, hopefully by him seeing me go and do these stupid things and, and including him and being a part of him, you know, in some ways, you know, in his mom's stomach or he's in my arms across the finish line that it's going to give, you know, it's going to give him an opportunity to then, you know, ask himself what's out there for me. You know, what are the opportunities? And, and also he won't see me, you know, get older and have heart disease and have diabetes. And I mean, I was surely headed for those things. It's not a way to live. It's not a way to die. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that for myself. And I didn't want that, you know, now I especially don't want that for my child, you know, as I get older. Well, you've not only rewritten your own history, you've rewritten your child's future, right? Yeah. Your own future and his future. I mean, because parents, we give so much more than genetics. We're giving lifestyle habits. And I will tell you, this little dude, he's been vegan since in conception. He will come up. And if you're not watching, he will grab the bell pepper and eat it like an apple. I have photos. <laughs> oh my God. I love Louis so much. Ah, so to squeeze him. Can't wait to see him this summer. But, um, but you know, it's just, he, he his favorite wet food is hummus and what else does he like he loves everything vegetables and all these wonderful foods i mean he's a he's a better eater at three than i was at 26 <laughs> <laughs> and you've gotten a little better with beans i i i will appreciate a certain, a certain subsect of beans yeah you've gotten you've gotten a little bit better we're working on that so um but yeah, that's, that's such a beautiful thing. And, you know, Jen is such a, a wonderful spirit of support for you. And um, it's just really fun to, one, you're just delightful to be around your family and you, but it's just, it's just fun to see the whole unit moving in this healthy direction for life. And it's just really cool. Um, but I always get asked, um, what do you eat in a day? Because people will ask, mm-hmm. and if I don't, yeah. I will get in trouble. And we should also mention too, after that, if you don't mind uh, talking about your film and where someone can see that little short film that you did, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, first, uh, food. Uh, food. Okay. Um, so in a day, I go back and forth between like oatmeal and like a smoothie, just like a real simple smoothie in the morning. Um, um, Kind of depends on the day when I'm doing activity. Most days I um, I get up pretty early to ride the bicycle indoors, um, so it just depends on if I'm if I'm riding that day or not. Um, lunch, um, we we eat a much better diversity of food than we do uh, than we did before. So like for example today, um, I'm not super prescriptive about it, but uh, today I had fajita veggies with kind of a um, tofu scrambled Jen made it all of course uh not not that you're surprised there um with like kind of a tofu scramble it's like really simple easy over some some rice and a little bit of salsa um and nooch nutritional yeast um and then for dinner I mean we we probably lean most heavy on um Asian food whether that's Indian um Thai uh we eat a lot of curries um we eat, uh, we do sushi a ton. We do, that's, that's probably one of my favorite meals. Veggie sushi. Uh, veggie sushi, veggie. which I mean, um, the amount of things that I can put it, you know, we do, for example, you know, it's funny because people are like, oh, that, you know, veggie sushi, it doesn't sound whatever. I'm like, okay, well, if you get sushi, you're getting like, you know, some kind of fish and avocado and cucumber. I am putting cucumber, carrots, cabbage, seaweed salad, uh, avocado, strawberries, apples that's seven things 
I think it's that's more of a, it's a, it's a, it's a more of a burrito. Oh, it's, it's like this big, it's huge, but I mean, it's so delicious. Um, and then top uh, with coconut, coconut shreds. There you um, go. but, um, yeah, so we do a lot of that and, uh, a lot of Asian stuff, you know, masala, uh, like, you know, chana masala or, um, gin. There's a, there's a little restaurant, um, that we found in Crested, no, in Gunnison that uh, has a dish that we've been eating a bunch. Um, I'm drawing a blank on it. The place is called Sherpa. If you're in Gunnison, Colorado, they have amazing food. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, so kind of kind of all over the place. Um, but, um, and then we, you know, we do like veggie meatballs with marinara sauce. Funny story, my, my dad came over and had some veggie meatballs with uh, spaghetti. And he said, uh, uh, he tried the meatball and he was like, uh, he was like, I, I don't understand. You're, you're eating meat again. And I was like, yeah, no, you know, we, we started eating meat. We just, whatever. We had him fooled with the meatballs. He thought we were eating meat again. So. <laughs> was it made of lentils or what was it made of? Yeah, I think it's like walnuts, uh, chickpeas. Walnuts. Uh, yeah, really, really tasty. So cool. yeah. I don't think there's anything else um yeah we're kind of all over the place i mean yeah. honestly we really do eat much better now than we did ever um before so. yeah and it's just you know there's such diversity in the plant world and flavors and spices and you really shouldn't be able to complain about the variety or taste or flavors of the food i mean it's just phenomenal so now can we get to the short film that you made can you tell us what it's about and where they can actually view it yeah, um, I had a friend of mine, uh, Mark LeBlanc, who decided, um, you know, he kind of pitched the idea like you're, you're typically the person telling other people's stories. Um, and, um, you know, Mark decided to kind of turn the camera on me during my um, my kind of first journey to my first level race. Um, so it's called Heavy as Lead. It's on YouTube. You can see it. Um, it's pretty easy to find. Um, and yeah, kind of give some backstory about me and and my journey to losing weight but then also um really well doc documents you know some of my training leading up to Leadville and then the actual race and and all that so um it's less than 20 minutes would be like 15 17 minutes mm -hmm. and um yeah it's it's fun it's a little it's a little weird to watch um, no it's for you maybe but it's a but, really cool we yet again where were we when those people were we in Leadville <laughs> and someone came up to you like are you that guy Oh, totally. Okay. Yeah. So again, yeah. I, I'm just laying it out there that wherever we go, Jason knows someone that he doesn't know yet, but someone's like, read that guy in that heaviest sled. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, getting your autograph. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we're in the presence of a star. <laughs> a little, little creepy. Yeah, that no, was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, so, but yeah, check it out guys. It's really cool. We'll put the link in the show notes and, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very inspiring. It's beautiful scenery. Uh, to yeah. see you running and the drones and all that good stuff so but it's, yeah. it's 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 really cool so but you know um and you've kept this weight off for over a decade mm -hmm. that's another thing is the sustainability you you don't feel deprived that doesn't sound like no and I, you know I, I i've changed my relationship with food quite a bit you know it used to be the most the most delicious the most um you know hyper palatable mm -hmm. super you know, rich food. And I mean, I, I have gone from that to, I really don't care. Like, you know, people, uh, I mean, I'm happy to talk about food. I'm happy to share recipes. I'm happy to cook for anybody, but you know, um, on days that I'm like on the road, I literally just bring potatoes, mm. plain potatoes. And I mean, every single time, if there's a, a group of people around me, they say, are you eating plain potatoes? Yes. Yes. I mean, I need like a card that says I am eating plain potatoes, but I, you know, I, I, I view it as a, as a little bit of an investment. I'm going to have to, pay, I'm going to pay the dividends, you know, positive or negative in the end. And if I eat plain potatoes and, you know, sometimes I treat myself and bring some hummus, um, if I have refrigeration, um, you know, if I eat that, I'm going to deal with the effects of that meal tomorrow, the next day, the weeks after, and, mm -hmm. and, and it's going to be positive for me. And if instead I say, well, you know, I'm on the road, I'm traveling, I'm, you know, treat yourself, whatever, then I'm also going to pay for it. And mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm just not willing to pay for the, for the latter. And every once mm -hmm. in a while, like, 
I have found in my own way, which is probably far off from what a lot of people's other um, indulgences are, my own indulgences and, you know, on a, on a birthday or, a, you know, something like that. It's like, yeah, sure. We might make, you know, cupcakes or cookies or something, but mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're oatmeal cookies and they're, um, you know, um, made with garbanzo bean flour, or, you know, and they're still, they're yeah. still tasty. And, you know, I've, I've moved my goalpost of must have the absolute most delicious, most hyper palatable to, you know, I want something that is maybe a treat or, you know, a lot of times I just have fruit. I just have, you know, I'll have a, a large bowl of watermelon or pineapple or cantaloupe or mango. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not deprived, but the other thing is I'm okay. I'd be okay to be deprived to not gain the weight because Mm -hmm. the, the hard work that has been done that I've put in, there is no meal food group that is, that would be worth sacrificing it. It's just, you know, I, I work too hard for too long. It takes you, you know, you can gain weight, at least I can so incredibly fast, seemingly, and it can go by just in a blink of an eye, but to lose it, it is so hard. And mm-hmm. I'm just not, I'm not willing to do that work again. If I can, you right. know, if I can do my work on the front end and eat plain potatoes, like, okay. Yeah. Sign no, me no. I feel like you have such a healthy attitude. And if I could just implant that attitude into so many others, we would not have the crisis we have in the United States now. And, you know, I would tell people it's going to be worth it. You know, if you would have told, if I would have, if I would have talked to me at the beginning of this and said, Hey, just eat some plain potatoes. And, you know, I'm used to eating cheesecake and, you know, um, McFlurries and, you know, um, copious amounts of cheese. Like, I, I get it. I understand how it could be tempting to be dismissive about it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is like, you know, I was uncomfortable in my own skin. I was not happy being overweight. I was not thrilled about that. It wasn't something I was proud of. It wasn't something that um, sat well with me. But, you know, to be on the other side of that, or, you know, I, I think I'm always in process and I'm always, you know, a work in, in progress, but to be a bit further from that and to you know be able to do some things physically and then also be significantly lighter it is worth it it was worth it it was worth being at the party or the restaurant and saying I'll just have a water or saying I'll have you know I have a work client who always likes to you know give me a hard time but he always wants to go to a steakhouse and a fancy dinner and you know we'll be at a place and everybody's eating a you know a plate of meal a, a, a meal rather that you know costs a half a week of groceries and I'm like do you have potatoes in the back can I have two or three baked potatoes and they're you know they've got tomahawk steaks with you know stuffed crab on top and everything else and I'm literally you know sitting and eating my two or three baked potatoes and I'm like I don't care like I do not care you know like I'm I'm not going to pay for that later I Yes, I have been in this exact situation. And um, I remember in Chicago, I was there for a work thing, related thing years ago. I think it was even before we met. It was like, gosh, eight or nine years ago. And I was literally sitting in a booth. The only place I could walk to was like a steakhouse in the, like next door to the restaurant or in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And literally they have steak knives (laughs) plastered on the wall of, of, and it says customers ate this steak, this weight. And I'm literally sitting under these knives. I'm like going, I'm vegan. Do you have, <laughs> can I have this vegetable and this potato? And they're like, really? I'm like, yes. They go, wow, this will be fun. So they actually enjoyed the whole process. Oh, wow. And they brought me this mound of steamed vegetables. And I have, I was like, I'm hungry, but I don't know. <laughs> There's only one of me. And this huge baked potato. It was so delicious and some salsa. And honestly, I I was stuffed from all the vegetables. You're exactly right. You feel good even after eating these yeah. all this food. And you don't the next day you're not dealing with the consequences of fatigue or heartburn or your diabetic blood sugars and all those other things. But yeah, that's it. That was, the steakhouses are actually some of my my favorite places because their veggies are quite good, actually. It's also one of the best times. I mean, I don't have to tell you, you've been in the space for a long time, but I mean, it's the, it's the, you know, we, when we started, you know, however long ago it was, how many years, um, it was hard to get stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you really had to work. I, I used to have to, I used to travel with a lot more food than I do now because now mm-hmm. you can, you know, Wendy's has plain baked, you can get a plain baked potato from Wendy's. And it's out. Um, yeah. And, a, you know, like, 
Um, and, and then I just, you know, I'll travel with bars and I, you know, I know for some people they want something that's on a plate that, you know, looks whatever, but if I'm traveling and, you know, or you just don't eat, like, you know, yeah. miss a meal or you just, you know, make up for it tomorrow, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yep. um, go to a, you know, the amount of times I've been in a small town in the middle of nowhere for work and I go to the grocery store and just buy uh, yep. a half a pound or a pound of cut up fruit, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't need to be hot. It doesn't need to, you know, have different textures and crunches or, you know, whatever to it. It's like, I'll eat a half a watermelon for lunch. Like mm-hmm. that's all I need, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Well, if you'd like beans, <laughs> <laughs> I have never been anywhere is buying some canned beans. Honestly, I could live off chickpeas uh, out of the can or black beans or any beans yeah, leaves, that matter. Leafside as well, which I think you turned me yeah. on to has been a yeah. good resource. Usually if I have like a several a several day or week long um, stint for a job. Like I've got a couple of jobs that happen every once in a while and I'll just order a bunch of stuff from them and I'll bring a hot water kettle and a bowl and a spoon with me in my in my uh, luggage and mm-hmm. um, I'm set. Yeah, no, the leaf side, they are, uh, it's not dehydrated, it's freeze dried food. Mm-hmm. Like they send to the space and you just add rice, but I think it's called Go Leaf Side Guys if you're interested. Um, but also Patagonia has some, plant-based uh camping stuff which is actually pretty tasty too we ordered some of those um and uh because whenever you come on occasion you invite us to go camp out (laughs) and so we're like what can we have on hand just in case jason yeah (laughs) Um, thank you thank you for considering for considering me (laughs) we'll we'll have to share some i think we have some extra if you guys drop by we'll, we'll bring you some um but yeah no the guys uh but this has been amazing. And I could talk to you, as you know, we have talked for many, many hours, we hours of the day and the evening. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, thank you for sharing your story, because I think it'll really resonate with people because you went from such a, you know, where many Americans are living to where many Americans would like to be. And you bridged that and you've done it sustainably and with such a great attitude of acceptance and gratitude and um, yeah. And I, I can't explain to people how you present yourself with such, you're so gracious and, and always looking at attitude. Gratitude literally is inside of your fibers, every fiber of your being. So um, yeah, so thank you for um, sharing your story with us. Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. You know, I only um, I only have got and remain in the place I am because of, uh, you know, the kindness of others and and from encouragement and and all those types of things. And so, um, you know, it's the least I can do to, if, if I can, if I can have a conversation with, uh, with you and somehow or another, it, 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 um, it gives someone, you know, the kick and pants they need, or, you know, um, if, if somebody wants to try and connect with me, um, and they have some questions or, you know, um, if I can, if I can help somebody out there, feel free to, to connect with me as well. Yeah. And you're on, uh, Instagram, at Jason yeah, Cohen in, photography, right? Uh, I think it's on Instagram at Jason underscore Cohen. Um, you can also, I think it's still up heavyasled.com. Um, or you could go to, um, I think Slow Miles Club also has a contact page as well. So you go to Slow Miles Club and then do That's the, your new, the contact page there. Tell us about the Slow Miles Club. That's awesome. About yeah, that. so we have, um, we have, uh, you know, just uh, after Jen had Louie, um, you know, life post having a kid, I don't have to tell you, it looks different. And, um, you know, she had been pretty focused on, on, on running and that obviously changed after having a kid. She had a C-section too, so the recovery was a bit longer. And, um, you know, she got off of the treadmill at home one day and I said you know how was your run and she said uh slow miles are no, better than no miles and it was kind of like that is the perfect way to look at things and um and yeah so we make some some shirts um hats cups um just slow miles club just basically embracing the idea that you know you don't have to be fast you don't have to um uh, you know you don't have to always be chasing after a PR that mm-hmm. that just being active that embracing um, some kind of an active lifestyle, both in terms of what you're putting into your body and also what you're doing with your body movement wise is important. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think sometimes, you know, in the, in the running world and 
and in you know cycling world and other worlds you can you can very easily go to extremes whether that's mm-hmm. pace or distance um which are great things you know potentially for some people um maybe on a personal level and maybe even for some people to see and aspire towards it but i also think there's a lot of people who you know maybe are like i was and who aren't active and who you know the uh, you know just hearing the idea of marathon or 5k can be really intimidating and mm-hmm. so you know it's just uh, hopefully a space um and some things oh, look i have my silver mouse cup i just finished awesome. my coffee so fantastic um but yeah just um a way to uh yeah encourage people to to embrace an active lifestyle and it's slowmilesclub.com yep it is yeah and and again you know that's, that, that might be the best place to actually you know if you submit like a contact us um again um i have gotten to the place i am because of the kindness and the generosity of others and it would be a, a crime for me not to um to continue that forward Awesome. So guys, definitely check it out. The Slow Miles Club. Yeah, get some swag and support them and, you know, connect with others. That's awesome. Um, but thanks again, Jason. We so appreciate you and everything you're doing. And you're also a very talented photographer, videographer. So if you have those interests, reach out to him there as well. And so, um, but hopefully uh, if you guys have any questions, the comments below, we appreciate you again. Thanks a bunch for your time. Thank you. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed that video. Before you go, though, please hit the subscribe button and the alert button so you'll be notified whenever we release any new videos. We upload a new episode on Friday. Now, if you'd rather listen to the podcast, you can find us on all the major platforms, such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. If you're looking for amazing resources to help you start a plant-based diet, sustain a plant-based diet, exercise, recipes, or anything wellness, we got you covered there too. We actually provide physician-led support groups to help people live happier, healthier lives and free from metabolic disease. Don't forget to check out our website and thanks again for watching.